People have so many different hacks for getting a good night's sleep. And it's not to say that those don't work, but I really think you cannot discount the power of just good quality sheets and how much that can transform your sleep. I told you guys about these before, but as far as I'm concerned, Bowl and Branch are the best sheets on the market. And I think for me, the thing that like makes them so good is that they're really soft and luxurious while also being breathable. So they kind of work in all weather and their signature sheets are their best seller. They come in 14 versatile colors in all sizes from twin up to California King. I have them in the color stone. I have them in the color mineral. I have the waffle blanket. I have so many things from this company. Everything is just quality and their sheets are made with the finest hundred percent organic cotton and completely free from toxins. Also, they said this, but I didn't really get it until I started using the sheets. They do get softer with every wash and you'll see that. I've gotten these as gifts for so many people and every single person has been a repeat customer. And there's a 30 night worry-free guarantee. So you can wash style and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them, you can send them right back. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bolin Branch. Get 15% off your order when you use promo code CBC at BolinBranch.com. That's Bolin Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, branch.com, promo code CBC. Exclusions apply, see site for details. Hi guys, I'm Emma. And I'm Julie. And welcome back to another episode, hey Jewel. I am. I know we're kind of going off our normal schedule here, but I feel like desperate times call for desperate measures, and I definitely would classify this as one of those times, wouldn't you? Yeah, I absolutely would. We just have to hit the ground running here, I feel like, because listen, if you are anything like us, you recognize how one big of a deal this is, and I'm sure you have a lot of thoughts and feelings that you just want to talk about and process. So I definitely want, when you're finished listening to this episode, for you to have that kind of fully fulfilled. But also, there's randomly a lot of moving parts here because this entire thing happened on social media. So we also want to attempt to do kind of a chronological breakdown and have it be a little bit informative, right? Yes, definitely. I feel like we just have to get into it. I can't I can't wait. No, I physically can't either. <laughs> I think I'm going to combust. Absolutely, I am. <laughs> okay, so two main players here, obviously Scott and then Eunice. Eunice is Courtney's ex-boyfriend. They dated from roughly 2016 to 2020. That timeline is a little bit different depending on who you ask, but somewhere around there is relatively accurate. And this all starts on a Monday night, a little bit before midnight, when Eunice posts two things to his Instagram story. The first is a screenshot of an alleged DM conversation with Scott. And in this screenshot, Scott DMs him and says, yo, is this chick okay? Bro, like what is this in the middle of Italy? And the picture that he sends is a picture of Courtney and Travis making out on a boat in Italy. We looked into that picture and it's a screenshot from a Daily Mail article that was published on Sunday, August 29th. In this alleged DM conversation, Eunice responds to him and says, doesn't matter to me as long as she's happy. P.S. I ain't your bro. And he writes on the screen, keep the same energy you had about me publicly, privately. We'll get into that in a second. His second slide says, couldn't miss this one. He's been playing around for too long. Try to stay quiet and be the nice guy. Back to work now. Okay. I promise we'll freak out about this in like 30 seconds. The next thing that happens in terms of social media action is that the next morning, so this is now Tuesday morning, Travis posts on his Instagram story a picture of Ray Liotta in the famous Goodfellas scene, and he's laughing, which we have a lot to say and think about that. And the second thing that happens is Courtney posts a tweet, a Bible verse that says, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, you may ask anything you wish and it will be done for you. Here's how I feel that we should start this. Obviously, there are a million questions and there are so many things to deep dive here. I know that the number one logistical question people have is, is this real? Listen, our guess is as good as yours. I think we are choosing to believe that it is. However, for purposes of this initial conversation, 
let's just assume that it is, and we can get into a completely other line of questioning and potential motives later on, assuming it's not. But I think if we want to really do this right, we got to just pretend it's real for the current moment. I would say I'm actually 99% confident that this is real. Yeah. Because listen, as weird as it is for Scott to send this, it's almost weirder for Eunice to Photoshop it. He wouldn't Photoshop it. He wouldn't take the time, the energy. I don't think it's worth it to him to do. But also, it's been almost 24 hours now since it's been posted. If it was Photoshopped, Scott immediately would have said, this is fake. I don't think Scott would have missed the opportunity if they were fake to call it out. So I'm willing to say 99.9% these are real. That's completely my stance as well. And by the way, that's something that we talk about across a lot of Kardashian news where typically you can tell when a story is real when they don't respond claiming that it's false. Exactly. Yeah. One important thing to mention before we like really deep dive into this is that on Eunice's story when he wrote, keep the same energy you had about me publicly, privately. The thing to note here is that the entire family, Scott included, was not a fan of Eunice, both when Courtney was dating him and then especially after the fact. And in the recent seasons and then on the reunion with Andy, they have all been kind of open about that. And Eunice has responded a little bit here and there on social media, but it is definitely not a secret that the family doesn't like him. And so that's kind of what he's alluding to when he says that, you know, keep that same energy or I'm tired of keeping quiet. That's what he's talking about. Right. Especially most recently, the Andy reunion, where they were all kind of talking about it. And, you know, they asked, I think Andy asked Scott if, you know, Courtney has his blessing or whatever it is. And he makes a reference to saying, well, like, none of us like the last one. And they all joined in an agreement with that. But it was very specifically Scott talking about Eunice. Right. Exactly. So there's no secret here. You know, it's not like Eunice is talking about something that if you are a Kardashian follower you're unaware of. So that's real. Right. I have so many thoughts running through my mind. I'm trying to stay calm. A million. (laughs) Right? Like a million. Yeah. The best way that I think we should start this is like, let's seek to answer the general question of why is this such a big deal? The reason this is such a big fucking deal, if it's true, which again, we think it is, is because what we have here in the simplest terms is Scott Disick, Courtney's ex and the father of her children, basically seeking camaraderie with one of her other exes who the entire family, Scott included, dislikes to basically talk shit about her and Travis Barker's public PDA. That's the simplest terms what's happening here. Right. And to take that a step further, you this is not a situation where Scott is being overly public about his feelings and this just happens to be one little notch in that public display of frustration. This is the first thing that we have heard come from Scott in regards to this relationship and his feeling on his relationship. Like the first thing that Scott has said in almost a year in terms of this relationship was a very messy DM to her ex-boyfriend who he publicly dislikes. Yeah. Like, I'm sorry. That is absolutely wild to think about. And for months, since the beginning of Courtney and Travis, Our secondary question has always been, what does Scott think about this? Because listen, it's not as though we have to kind of guess how he feels about Courtney. It was up until the most recent season that he was trying to get back together with her. And we really know that he thought that they were fully endgame. So he definitely was never expecting that she was going to fall this deeply in love this quickly. And I think we all wanted to think that he was happy for her. And obviously for the sake of their children, he would be nothing but respectful. But we had a million questions. And this was like, I mean, this was insight you can't pay for. 
no, definitely can't pay for. And the thing with Scott is that we definitely knew something was off here because previously when he was in a relationship with Sophia and Courtney was in a relationship with Eunice, we saw them together very frequently. I mean, Courtney literally went on vacation with Scott and Sophia. Like their relationship and their friendship existed through having other relationships in their lives. And this is the first time that we've seen them not really publicly have that same friendship and relationship while being in other relationships. So we definitely knew that something was off in terms of Scott. Like maybe we thought that he was on some level happy for her and happy for them, but we definitely didn't think everything was a hundred percent okay there. So to see this DM was like, we thought it was bad. Maybe we didn't even realize how bad it actually was. Right. And the other thing is that what we kind of hypothesized was that when she was in other relationships or like situationships, if you want to call it, I think we as the public never felt that they were end game. And so we kind of extended that thinking to Scott. Whereas, you know, of course, Scott can be kind of civil in this situation if he knows that I'll have a chance with her down the line. Whereas with Travis, the entire world basically thinks that they're end game. I think the family thinks that. And if we want to quickly go back to Easter, when Scott didn't go to Easter, that was honestly, I know if you're listening to this, you're not like a Kardashian fan, it may sound dramatic, but it was kind of shocking. And what we said at the time was like, maybe it was just too painful for him to be in their presence. And then we'd kind of flip-flop on that thinking, but where I'm at right in this current moment is that that's exactly what was happening at the time. Right, exactly. And also to take the DM a step further to just like dissect it for a second to look at the actual language of it. Obviously, it is insanely shocking for Scott to try and seek out camaraderie with Eunice just because of their relationship and because it's such a slimy, gross thing for Scott to do to be talking about the mother of his children behind her back with an ex-boyfriend. But the language he uses is so like dehumanizing and depersonalizing, like to call her this chick that's obviously words Scott has used in the past. Like vocabulary-wise, it sounds like him. He has referred to many people over the years and many women and girls over the years as this chick. I never really thought that I would hear him refer to Courtney in that way. Never. I mean, because I don't know if he ever has. I mean, that's what I'm saying. In a way, it feels very on brand, yet also so out of character because the one thing that he has consistently maintained in recent years is at least a public level of respect towards Courtney. And I recognize that this had the intention of privacy. I don't think he was ever thinking that it was going to be blasted, but the fact that he would even do it in this way, and like I said earlier, to kind of see camaraderie is not only concerning, it's it's kind of sad. It's upsetting. I think it's extremely upsetting. Yeah. I mean, it definitely raised some questions about what may be going on with him, and we can get into that a little bit later, but I know this is kind of petty. I just want to acknowledge it. Like, if you look up Scott to Six Sophia Richie Italy, there is plenty of PDA of them all over. Clearly, it's not to the Courtney and Travis level, but I just like to, for one second, recognize the hypocrisy here. Oh, I mean, the hypocrisy is out of control. But for me to see him comment in that way, it wasn't even like about the hypocrisy. It was like, that's where you decided you had enough. Like, they have posted individually their own socials, an excessive amount of PDA everywhere we've seen since they've been together. We've seen the PDA. These Italy pictures didn't exactly stand out in terms of what we've seen. 
So for that to be the place that he drew the line and just had to say something and had to say something to like the least appropriate person in the least appropriate way, that's what's really confusing me too. Yeah. I feel like this is a good time to kind of acknowledge this. And I want to be super careful in the way that we do because it's never, we're never going to question somebody's sobriety. That's not our thing. I just want to acknowledge that a conversation that arose from basically what you were saying is that because their PDA has been so consistent and this is nothing new, it would stand to reason that it's not really the circumstances that change in terms of Courtney and Travis. It could potentially be the circumstances that changed in terms of Scott and what he may be going through. And I also think another, you know, anecdotal thing is the fact that Amelia, Scott's girlfriend, isn't with him at, at this moment, right? We knew she was in Canada. She's now at Fashion Week. So just factually, kind of as an interesting side, we know that when he sent that message, most likely he was alone. Amelia wasn't there. And do with that what you will. Yeah, I mean, I always think that the Amelia element of it is so interesting. Also, we don't really like to delve into it because that's kind of where the conversation starts where we're like, okay, let's not feed into this. But a conversation we have often is like, how do you as Amelia exist in this relationship knowing that Scott clearly is not over Courtney and this is the biggest representation of that? The biggest. So Mother's Day is coming up and I know sometimes it can be difficult figuring out what to get your mom because realistically no gift is going to do justice for how much you love and appreciate her. But I'm sure you've done the classic, you know, bathrobe, candle, sweaters, gift cards. If you're looking to mix it up, I want to tell you about Aura Frames. So they were named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter. And it's just the kind of gift that is guaranteed to bring joy because realistically, there's nothing our parents love more than seeing us. So for them to be able to see more of us, even if you don't live close by, like that is probably the best gift you could give a parent. They're Wi-Fi connected. They come with unlimited storage. So you can share as many photos as you want from your phone to your mom's frame. And it's easy to set up. It takes about two minutes to set up a frame using the Aura app. We have one in my kitchen and every time my dad comes down for breakfast, like it just makes him so happy. There's pictures of me, pictures of me and my parents when I was little, pictures of my grandparents. Like I think as a parent, you never get sick of that. And it's just the kind of gift I know she will love. Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code CBC at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. What's different here is that when Courtney was with Eunice, Scott had the entire rest of her family to kind of join in with him on like, who the fuck is this guy? Everybody now is so on the Travis bandwagon. So he lost that entire sense of camaraderie within the family. Obviously, one would think his next step would be going to his friends, but I guess he felt, hey, the one way to establish some sort of connection is a mutual enemy. But what he didn't realize is that Travis is not Eunice's enemy. Right. Eunice doesn't care. And obviously, like, I mean, listen, to me, when you put it like that, it just exacerbates how sad this situation is that he just felt like he had absolutely nobody else to turn to than the person that he could probably trust the least right now. More than anything else, it does. And I I don't know if this is a question of sobriety. Again, like you said, we're not going to question anybody else's sobriety. I don't know if this feeds into that or if it's just about his general mental state. But to me, the act of doing this is so like erratic and self-destructive and not just like as simple as talking shit. Oh no, 
this is not just talking shit because you want to know something. If he wants to talk shit, there's a lot of other ways to do it that would have far less consequences than this. You know, it's it's concerning that for somebody that's in the Kardashian family, this is a guy that was trained by Kris Jenner in terms of media and confidentiality. It shows what point he was in to send something like this without any of those considerations. That is what I think is so jarring. Like, I'm not even coming at it from a sympathetic angle necessarily, because I find it really low that he would talk about Courtney in this way to somebody, again, who's so inappropriate. But just in terms of acknowledging how kind of out of character it is, it is. No, I it is. When I first saw it, my initial thought was them being fake, like the DMs being fake. Not that I thought Eunice necessarily would go that far, but again, like they don't have a good relationship. Scott has publicly spoken about not liking Eunice. If Eunice really was angry enough about something, then I guess the potential would be there. It's not like it would be so random for him to fake and you couldn't possibly fathom that. So yeah, that was my first reaction because it just seemed so unlikely to me that Scott would speak about Courtney in this way after sitting with it and examining it and it's been 24 hours again like I'm 99.9% sure these are absolutely real but yeah my initial reaction was these must be fake and also you know not only has Scott not said anything publicly about Travis and Courtney or said anything negative publicly it's not even like he's posted little stories or made like snide little digs or posted really subliminal things like it has been absolute radio silence so for the first thing to come in such a major way like this threw me for a loop that I absolutely was not expecting in any way shape or form Right. Like this is not some Khloe Kardashian posting cryptic tweets to her Instagram story type shit. That is not what has been going on here, which is why if I want to put a visual to the situation, I envision Scott like a balloon that was just about to burst. Like not only was he getting increasingly frustrated with the consistent PDA and the familial praise, but also the public praise and the fact that, you know, Courtney and Travis are now number one couple being shipped worldwide. And they're right up there with Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly. And it's like, they've kind of taken over the news cycle. And I, when I'm envisioning it, it's like a slow build of frustration that kind of culminated into this point. Right. And another thing that I think is important to clarify here is that in terms of Eunice himself, like I don't really know enough about him. I don't think he's a bad guy or anything like that. I will say, I don't think that he's deserving of any praise in this situation. Like obviously this was very clout chasing of him to post. And obviously the reply of like, you know, I'm just happy if she's happy is very much like self-praising. I get to show off that I'm the good guy here. So like as wrong as Scott is, and Scott is obviously the wrong party here, I don't think this needs to be a situation, which I've seen some of, where like Eunice then gets the praise for being like the great ex-boyfriend. No, I mean, what is the bar like below ground then? (laughs) No, of course. I'm just saying like, I've definitely seen some of that discourse online of being like, wow, like look at, look at, you know, the way that, Eunice has acted in this situation. Like both of them are wrong here. Scott is obviously the overwhelmingly wrong party, but what Eunice did wasn't so kosher either. Well, here's the thing. If you actually do care about Courtney and you actually want her to be happy, why would you cause such public friction and such a public spectacle between her and the father of her children, which is something that they have really tried in recent years not to do? And listen, I understand very much the counter argument of like, 
a guy can only take so much. He's been shitted on publicly by the family. This is his opportunity. I get that. I'm not saying that I can't logically understand that. I just think that if he really did care about her in the way that he wants to portray, he would not be doing this. It was like a moment of ego that, and and kind of like checkmate that took him over, which I get. But yeah, I'm not I'm not sitting here praising him either. I think, and by the way, let me take it a step farther. By that same token, and you know, we are kind of like Scott apologists. We absolutely typically adore him. I'm not on the bandwagon of having such a deep sense of sympathy and sadness for him either. Because I think at a certain point, you know, you owe it to your kids and to Courtney to just not behave in that way. No, I so agree. I yeah, I I think that you can view this situation and view what Scott did as incredibly sad and like feel bad for him on a certain level without excusing what he did because listen for me the language that he used is what is really getting me here like I can almost understand the need to seek out camaraderie like when you're so low that you think that there's one other person in the whole world that would be able to relate to you and maybe giving it a shot to try and do that like there's a part of me that could justify that and understanding that to use the language that Scott used as if this was just some random hookup that he had is just beyond me. Like that is the thing that I cannot get over, rationalize or understand. That is exactly how I feel. Not that there isn't a sense of like looming sadness or compassion to all of this, but it's just one of those things where I'm sorry, I I can't see it through. I can't. Scott posted like five or six stories today and they were all talentless promos and every single time I saw that circle around his name pop up I was like please be something please be a response please be an answer and it never came well let me ask you something and then I want to get into what the source said to E! News about Courtney but like I was trying to think about this as well today if he were to respond what would that look like? Because he's not getting on his Instagram stories and doing a video. Is he going to release a statement like a source tells TMZ, a source tells page six? Is this going to be an Instagram story post? Is he going to just never say anything and let it die out? Like, what does this look like? I know, you know, the kind of the devil works harder, Chris Jenner works harder people of the world think that this is all hype for their Hulu show. I personally can't even express how much I disagree with that because the Kardashians do a lot of shit for fame and for clout. The one thing that Courtney is never going to do is put her kids at jeopardy, like their emotional potential sanity at jeopardy. And this is definitely not something that I would imagine the kids, if they could understand it, would respond well to. So I personally am ruling that one out of the equation. Me too. And also, I don't believe Scott would put his kids through that either. I mean, obviously you can make the argument here that like, well, he did this in the first place, but I don't think he would in any way, shape, or form use his kids in terms of promo. In terms of what it would look like if he posted something on his story, well, first of all, if the, you know, in that scenario where the DMs were fake, he obviously could have posted something on his story saying they weren't real. That would be option number one, which is kind of a little bit what I was looking out for. I guess option number two, if he were to respond, would be like a a black screen with text basically saying like it was inappropriate what I did and I apologize to Courtney, something very short and simple. Option number three is a source tells E! News, Scott is incredibly embarrassed about what happened. It was a low moment for him, et cetera, et cetera. If I was a betting man, I probably would say it's a source told E! News because listen, 
The whole text on screen hasn't not been done before. Even Kim did it when all of the divorce stuff was going on with Kanye, you know? Chloe does it a lot on Twitter, but in terms of the way that Scott typically operates on social media, I just see him more as a source guy. I think so too, but again, this isn't really something that we're used to. So, I mean, listen, I I agree. I think that every single time I saw something pop up saying that he had posted a new story, my mind immediately went to, is this going to be about that? It wasn't at all, which is what, you know, again, after 24 hours is leading me even more to a source told the news kind of guy. But every single time I saw that story pop up, I was like, could it be something? Could it be a response? Could it be anything that has to do with this? Julie, I, I so know that red circle. I, I was one with the red circle. I know. Don't I, you wish, don't you wish Scott had a close friends or like yeah. that you were on Scott's close friends? Oh yeah. We do sick shit. Are you kidding? Or even Courtney and Travis's. Oh, forget Forget the close friends. I want the group chat. We'll never get the group chat. I mean, obviously it's not like we were heading towards the close friends though. <laughs> Could you imagine what no. that group chat was like? I know. And I promise we'll get into the E! News thing in one second, but like the Kardashians have drama all the time. And so much of that is external, you know? So I don't know, it's potential feuds with other people. Or most recently, I remember when the Lamar Tristan thing happened on Chloe's photo and we were saying, you know, this type of messiness doesn't normally happen. And we were saying, quote, within the family, right? But this is on another level because the one thing that never happens other than on the show when you see Kylie and Kendall get into a fight or the infamous Courtney and Kim fight of the most recent seasons, other than that, you never see the family fighting. And I consider Scott within the family. And I know this isn't directly them fighting. However, I would call this them not having a united front. And the number one thing that Kris Jenner has prioritized since season one and has continued as their fame skyrocketed was that the family will always stand together. And the reason that this is so shocking, I think if you are somebody that follows the Kardashians as closely as we do, is because all of a sudden, Scott feels like he's on another island here. And even in the midst of their breakup, that was never the feeling that you got. Right. And again, this is kind of the conversation that we had been having a lot as well in terms of Scott feeling like on, in terms of Scott feeling like he's on another island or us viewing him that way is obviously the reason that we are feeling that way is because of this most recent incident. But one of the things we were talking about in terms of why this breakup or not even this breakup, but why Travis and Courtney being together is so potentially detrimental for Scott is because it takes it a step further. It's not just that he lost Courtney. It's that if Scott is standing alone on this island or feels very alone on this island, it's because the rest of the family and his relationship has changed. I'm not saying it's done. I'm not saying he doesn't have a relationship with them. Nothing like that. I'm just saying that the dynamic that he knew for so many years has clearly changed. And so it's not just okay, get over this breakup, Scott. Like it's been a couple of years. You have to move on. You're obviously not getting Courtney back. It's like this guy kind of came in and completely took your place in the family in a way that none of Courtney's other boyfriends had even come close to doing. So now it's not just that he's lost Courtney. It's that the whole family element of it is clearly at play here. Yeah. I mean, guys, in the most recent season, which was, let's say, filmed in July 2020, one of the biggest episodes centers around the entire family kind of working with Scott to help design a dream date for him and Courtney to help their rekindling. Like, 
not only were they very much on board with him as part of the family, which I do believe they still 100% are, but like they were helping him. They were co-conspirators and helping him get Courtney back. So this has been the biggest 180 of a lifetime. And let's not forget that besides that episode, there was also the entire episode that centered around the fact that Scott was so nervous about the show ending because he felt like they weren't going to be able to spend as much time together that he was joining in on all of their activities and the things they do that he normally would have no place in just to be able to keep himself inserted in their lives in the way that he wanted to and felt comfortable and knew all these years. Like his biggest concern in this show ending, not even in Courtney's relationship, in the show ending was that he wouldn't see the family as much and it was kind of sending him on a little bit of a spiral. So take the show ending and then couple that with this new relationship in terms of how he feels about the family and his place in the family, I can imagine that those two things combined have been insanely, insanely difficult for him. Oh, yeah. And I know that a common response to what you just said is like, yeah, well, the show is completely dramatized. Yes. But even in the episodes that are the most dramatized and the most kind of bullshit, there's always a seed of truth that has to weave its way through. And that's why I think that that fear for Scott was very real. Obviously, the way they went about acting it out, him showing up to work out with Chloe and Tristan was scripted. But like, that is in my opinion, a fear that was very real and also something that the family grew more and more aware of. And we got a very different view of their filming because I think a lot of us were naive to the fact of how they did it. Like I think in my head, and we had spoken about this, it was like, okay, they hung out and the cameras were just there and captured their lives and the cameras were kind of around them all the time. And in this last season, when Scott has this fear about the filming and not being able to see the family as much, we really get the understanding of like, no, there are scheduled times. They're told to show up at this location at this time, or they're going to go to the house at this time, film for this many hours. So it's not just that Scott was nervous because they wouldn't hang out to be around the cameras. It was like Scott was losing in his mind that scheduled hangout time. And he was saying, well, we'll do dinner every single week, once a week. And Kim was like, once a week is a lot. And that was the spiral of like, okay, I no longer have these scheduled things, which almost takes like the, okay, well, everything's scripted a step further because you were scheduling the times that you were going to hang out. Plus on top of that, the rest of the family kind of being like, yeah, well, we see each other a lot. So we'll see each other when we see each other. Yeah. I can't even honestly talk about that because I remember us both having what I would like to call whiplash when we had that realization. It was like, the biggest understanding of our naivety towards the filming process and looking at it from Scott's perspective was very jarring. Right. Totally. So the weather is finally getting a little warmer. And one of the most fun parts about the seasons changing is kind of the wardrobe revamp that comes along with that. And if you're looking to update your wardrobe without spending a fortune, I want to introduce you to Quince because I really think that they do quality essentials kind of better than anyone I found. And I've told you guys about them before, but specifically as the weather is getting warmer, their linen dresses, like such an easy throw on, so comfortable, such good quality. To me, if you put on a linen dress with a pair of white sneakers, a little cardigan over your shoulders, to me, that is such a chic look. Also, they're washable silk blouses. They are so comfortable, but you look so put together. They have great like scoop neck t-shirts, just comfortable, easy staples. Like that is what I like about them. I think that you can really build just a quality wardrobe collection with their essentials. 
And the best part is that all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. So by partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and then passes those savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. Get warm rather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash CBC for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash CBC to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash CBC. Okay, so this all goes down. And then from E! News, according to a source, Courtney, quote, is not surprised that Scott is allegedly talking behind her back. Quote, Courtney knows Scott still has issues accepting her love with Travis. She just wishes he would know better than to reach out to Eunice of all people. Eunice can never be trusted and Scott knows that. Courtney doesn't care what he thinks of her new relationship or how she lives her life. She's not going to change what she's doing and is going to keep enjoying her trip. Courtney feels that Scott clearly had a moment of weakness and did something impulsive that he will now regret. She hopes he will learn from this moment. Let me tell you something. That source is living inside my brain. That is exactly what I think Courtney feels about the situation. Exactly verbatim. Like if I had to make up a quote on behalf of Courtney, I think that's exactly what I would have said. Yeah. If Ian was called me and was like, we need a source, that's what I would have written. A hundred percent. Yes. By the way, just for like a moment of levity, let us not forget that just a few weeks ago, we were talking about how big of a deal it was that Courtney and Travis went to Cabo because that was Travis's first flight since obviously that terrible and horrific plane crash. And so we talked about that at length and obviously what it signified about their relationship. And now here they are in Italy. So on top of this already magical trip that they were having, I don't think it can be lost on us how I'm sure that magic and like that romantic attachment was intensified by the fact that he was now doing another trip, which is a really big deal still. Oh, absolutely. Uh, if I could have one thing in the entire world, it would be a sit down interview with Scott. With Scott? Yeah. But- because I feel like every time we get Scott, And I'm sure that like if he wanted to, it could 100% be arranged for him to do a sit down interview. I don't think it's like a lack of interest on the topic. But I do feel like every time we get Scott, it's in the context of him speaking with the rest of the family, like it's a reunion special, or it's an Andy special, like the one that we just had, or it's a, you know, end of the year recap with all of them. Like, I want Scott alone, Scott as a separate entity. And I want to ask him all of these questions and really get to the root of how he feels about the situation. Yeah. I mean, I do as well. I just think that it would really depend how much he's working on this like in his own life because his answers would be totally different if he's processed this himself or not. That's my question. Like, Has he actually come to terms with what this means for him or is he kind of deflecting and that's why this happened? Because again, I don't know. I'm totally just guessing here, but like, if he has been actively working through this and talking about this weekly with a therapist to me, it, it just seems a lot less likely that this DM situation would have occurred. To me, this seems like the work of somebody who has been kind of living in denial, clearly, you know, dating a 19 year old and trying to, I'm not going to get into that, but, you know, put his thoughts elsewhere in terms of focusing on losing Courtney. And I think that, you know, this, this is a sign of that. To me, like if he was really working through it, this wouldn't have happened. Do you think I'm wrong? No, I don't think you're wrong at all. I mean, I, I think it's impossible to say because I I can't like give an exact assertion as to say like, no, if, if he was working through this every week, this never would have occurred because of course things happen and people have 
you know, like intrusive thoughts and feelings that they can't control, even if they're working on these things. So yeah, he absolutely could be in therapy every week or be going through what his normal practice of therapy would be and still allow this to happen. But no, my guess is that if he was working through this to the extent that he should be, this wouldn't have happened. But again, things do happen. And I also think it's important to remember that it was last summer that Scott put himself back in rehab because he was working through a lot of issues that he had while he was in quarantine. And that's when the facility leaked his information and he came home. So if the issues that he was having about a year ago were never truly resolved because he never went back into a program that he may have needed, and then this comes at him like a flood, like you have to consider where that brings him in terms of his mental state. Totally. And on top of that, a very understandable and justifiable, what I would imagine to be fear about, you know, therapy or potentially getting help. Because when he did, he finally did the thing that he needed and then his trust was completely betrayed. So to recover from that, regardless of who you are, but especially when you're somebody that's that famous, that is really hard. That's not lost on me. Don't think it is. Right. I, a hundred percent. Okay, a few other little social media things that I just feel like are worth mentioning. Not that this means anything, but in case anybody was curious, the randomness of this whole thing is that Courtney and Eunice posted from pretty much the exact same spot in Paris, not meaning that they were together. Obviously, she's with Travis, but they are in Paris at the same time right now, which just kind of like, I don't know, almost adds a layer of eeriness to this. I know it's rather unimportant, but I just feel like I want to mention that. Yeah, I agree. Unimportant, but interesting. And then another thing that's also, I think, just a coincidence, but I just want to mention it. The last line of Eunice's second story when he wrote, back to work now. Amelia, she was on vacation in Canada, and she Instagrammed a photo of today and made her caption, now back to work. So a lot of people were drawing similarities between the two. I personally think that there's no legitimacy to that just because Amelia is not going to side with Eunice in this situation. (laughs) I think it's a total coincidence. Oh, see, I kind of, I never viewed it as her siding with him. I kind of viewed it as her throwing shade to him, but that also wouldn't necessarily make sense. But it did seem a little bit correlated to me. Really? I didn't think so at all. I mean, the link, I mean, I guess it may not be, and it's a like coincidence, but it's a pretty large coincidence for her to post that after he posted that with the exact same language. I don't think so because she was away. She was on vacation and now she's back to work modeling. Like her vacation was very well documented. I I don't know. I just think, because honestly, bottom line, if we're going to like really do the most reductive summary of this, it's just very embarrassing towards Scott. And so why does she want to feed into that at all? Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't know. I was just saying like, it wouldn't surprise me if that was some sort of like, in her mind, a creative response. But yeah, I have no idea. The other thing is that this fan account called Kravis Forever had posted Eunice's stories and apparently Travis had liked it. The last time we checked, he had unliked it, but there was a screenshot of him liking it. Again, I genuinely think that that was just, he was tagged in it and it was an accident. We see that shit happen all the time. Although the counter argument to that is that he did kind of play into it with the Goodfellow story. It wouldn't surprise me if he liked it. I kind of wish that he had said nothing, but it wouldn't surprise me if he liked it based on the story response. If I'm going to be super honest, and I feel like we have been the biggest fans of Travis because how can you not be if you 
care for Courtney, like the happiness that she's shown recently, it's just radiating out of her. All of that being said, none of my feelings have changed. I really wish he never posted that story. Like for our sake, it's phenomenal for discussion and it's salacious. And the part of me that has an Instagram account that covers this shit loves it. But like me as a human being just feels like it's, it's low, you know, like you already in the scheme of things, if we want to use the terms like one, which I kind of hate when we're talking about people, but yeah, you won here. Like it's just unnecessary. We know you got the last laugh. Right. I felt it was unnecessary too, because in my mind, it was like, let these boys be boys. Like you're the man in this situation. Just stay out of it. Like you, there's no reason for you to assert any sort of position in this because you already know where you stand. And I understand that you know, posting the Ray Liotta story was like so minimal. It was such a small response and such a tiny dig. And it's not like he escalated the situation by doing that. It was just slightly additive, but let the boys be boys and you just stay out of it. Right. It's like one of those things where silence is the most powerful movie you could ever make. Right. I mean, and I can't even get into the Courtney Bible verse because I have no idea what that means. Yeah. We're like texting in our group chat with like all our Jewish friends. Like, you guys got any ideas? <laughs> yeah. Like Greenberg, Tannenbaum, Diamond, and Kramer were not able to figure anything out today. <laughs> no, we had no idea. Shout out to Astapro for sponsoring this episode and providing me with free samples. So I don't know if you guys suffer from allergies, but kind of a new development in my life is that I apparently do. I didn't used to, but in the last few years, I've noticed specifically as the seasons change that I start to have allergies. And to me, there is nothing more uncomfortable than that feeling of nasal congestion. Like you just don't feel like yourself. And I was really looking for something that worked because so much of this stuff doesn't work. And I found Astapro to be really helpful. So I think it could be for you too, if you deal with this kind of stuff. So Astapro is a first of its kind nasal allergy spray. It's the fastest 24 hour over the counter allergy spray. And it starts working in 30 minutes while other allergy sprays take hours. Astapro is the first and only 24 hour steroid free allergy spray. And Astapro delivers full prescription strength, indoor and outdoor allergy relief from nasal congestion, runny and itchy nose and sneezing. By the way, that 30 minutes thing is real. And for me to have relief in 30 minutes is just a game changer. Get fast acting nasal allergy symptom relief with Astapro. Go to astaproallergy.com for a discount so you can Astapro and go today. A-S-T-E-P-R-O allergy.com. Astapro and go. Uses directed for relief of nasal congestion, runny nose, sneezing and itchy nose due to allergies. So let me just tell you guys that when this all went down, Julie was fully asleep. So me and Isabella are like actually losing our minds. Like I, I had recorded a 56 second voice note that I was ready to upload to our stories as like a mini podcast because I didn't know what to do. I was freaking out. Julie finally around like 2 a.m. wakes up. She had what, like 96 text messages in our group chats. We were losing it. And you wake up, you are so thrown off and you're like, what the fuck is going on? Well, I kind of woke up in a panic because you were talking in a different group chat and I typically have my phone on do not disturb and our group chat on do not disturb because it just buzzes all day long. But for some reason, my do not disturb wasn't on. And so you were writing in that other group chat and my phone was buzzing, 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 and which never happened. So I like woke up in a panic. And I was like, what in God's name is happening? And when I saw it, I was like, hold on. Like, I was so groggy and confused. And I was like, am I dreaming right now? Like, I, I was like, I was like, wake up, wake up, wake up. And I was like, oh, you're awake right now. This is real. And not that it was like so crazy that I couldn't believe it. I was just like so disoriented. 
If we didn't talk so much, I would scroll up and find the voice note that you sent last night. Julie sends a voice note literally at 2 a.m. She's just like, I don't know if I think it's fake. I- <laughs> <laughs> this is crazy. Like, I can't get over this. I, I, it's like, I just, I, it's just, it's so wild. I'm sorry. You realize what we're talking about here? Scott Disick DM'd Eunice to talk shit about Courtney and Travis. Are you fucking kidding me? And then he posted it as the ultimate quote revenge. You know what else was so weird in a second story that Eunice posted? He was like, uh, he's been playing for too long. Like this was clearly based on the screenshot that he posted the first time Scott had ever DM'd him. Like there was no previous messages. You can see that in the screenshot. So my question is like, is he saying that in regards to the way Scott has spoken about him in the past, like in regards to their own little kind of private feud in terms of Scott not liking him? Or is this the thing that's been happening where like it's knowledge behind the scenes that Scott is very open about his dislike here and Eunice finally had the opportunity to expose him for that? My guess obviously is as good as yours. I personally, when I saw it, what I thought he meant by he's been playing too long is the fact that like Scott has not been shy of furthering the narrative that's carried by the rest of the family of like, this guy sucks. I don't think, listen, I could be totally wrong. I just don't think that Scott has been like taunting him behind the scenes. Well, I didn't mean taunting him behind the scenes. I meant talking about Courtney and Travis behind the scenes. And this is the first time that Eunice can like have a direct role in that to be able to like expose it as a point of revenge oh you're saying when you're okay okay so when you're saying he's been playing for too long meaning he's been talking shit about Courtney and Travis for too long right that's my question like does he mean he's been playing too long in terms of Eunice himself or playing too long in terms of like the behind the scenes things that he would presumably be saying about Travis and Courtney and it's just only now that Eunice has a way to expose it because he's directly involved in that I 1 million percent think that it's the former, like that he just means this guy has been talking shit on my name for a little while now. And now he did the ultimate act of embarrassment. And before he unsent that message, I'm about to screenshot this and share it. I, because you want to know something that's not Eunice's battle to fight. Like Scott can talk as much shit he wants about Courtney and Travis. Eunice is not going to insert himself unless, or care enough to, unless he has a direct response. I think this was way more about him than it was about anything to do with Courtney and Travis, which is why if you look at this entire situation, the three main players, Scott, Eunice, and Travis, and I don't dislike any of them, it's all ego. Every single one here is operating from ego. Right. It's totally. like, No, I so agree. Even in the scenario in which what he meant by he's been playing too, for too long, even in the scenario where that hypothetically could have meant in terms of Scott's feelings on Courtney and Travis, which I don't think it did. I do agree with you that I think it has only to do with Scott and Eunice's relationship and the things Scott has said. But I will say in this like hypothetical scenario where it was about the way that Scott has spoken about Courtney and Travis behind the scenes, not in the public eye, Eunice exposing Scott is still about their relationship. It was just like, I finally have the ability to do this, to expose him and to throw him under the bus because it involves me. I never thought it had anything to do with like his protection of Courtney. Right, right, yeah. I don't know. I I think this is so wild, and I want to know if I had to choose one family member. I care about Chris, but also she's having a time for life in Venice. I want to know what Kim is thinking. I need to know what Kim is thinking. Same, Uh, Kim and Chloe. I want both of them. 
together. Imagine the phone call. My question is now, like, are the floodgates open? In what sense? Like, okay, it's no longer a secret how you feel about Courtney and Travis Scott. Like, do you have to hold back or do you, does more happen now that, you know, everyone is now aware of this and you no longer have to hide your feelings? Listen, I have no idea. I would be so willing to bet though that he's not going to say another word about it. I really do feel that way. I think if anything, if he ever did an interview like we were talking about, he would say how kind of upset and hurt he was, but I don't think it would ever come from um, a petty place ever again. Like I think he really learned his lesson here because no matter who you are, even if you cannot stand Courtney, you hate her and Travis's PDA, this is not a good look for Scott no matter what way you slice this. Oh, I so agree. I mean, I hope so. I'm just so curious now if like, okay, you've spiraled to a bad place. Does that spiral continue or do you quickly snap back into action? No, I think he's snapping back. I I really do. This is like some Kris Jenner gets involved shit. Oh, I'm sure Scott got a phone call from Chris that he will never forget. It's so weird because if you listen to the podcast weekly, you know that we've been recapping old episodes of Kardashians. And right now we're on Courtney and Chloe Take Miami season two, which is arguably like the darkest time in Scott's history on the show. And it's so it's just a bizarre thing to be watching while this is going on. It's 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 really honestly, it's sad. That's what it is. No, it is. You're so right. Yeah. Holy shit. Is there anything we're forgetting or anything else you want to mention? No, I honestly think we covered it all, surprisingly, because I thought we were going to talk about this for three straight hours. I know. Listen, of course, there is the possibility that it's a Photoshop message and that's a whole separate conversation, but I really think at this point it's not. I know that people were concerned that the messages weren't purple, but maybe he just didn't update his Instagram. Mine aren't purple anymore. Oh, they're not? No. Oh. I think it went back. Oh, mine still are. Oh, mine aren't. Maybe that's why you can reply and I can't. Let me actually check what we're doing. Yeah, mine are still purple. I don't know. That would be a wild thing if in the end it was photoshopped. But yeah, no, mine are gray. You know what? If it is photoshopped, this was still like such a cathartic thing to discuss. And I'm just so glad that we did. Uh, Me too. I so agree. It's like going into, you know, a it's like really deep diving a potential I don't want to say fantasy because I never would have wanted this to happen but like an alternate world scenario that's fun to really consider yes totally okay well you guys that was wild um clearly this was what we're going to do as our Kardashian bonus show for this week so there will not be a recap Friday is when I will be back for the Bravo episode and Julie and I will see you on Monday holy shit This is Wild. We love you guys so much. And thank you for letting us do this. We feel so lucky. Let's talk about baby making for a second, because it's really not as simple as it's made out to be. Meaning there's just factually a lack of knowledge surrounding how to get pregnant. And kind of, you know, for many of us, we spend our lives trying to prevent unwanted pregnancy that when you do want to conceive, there's almost a lack of understanding and resources, which is why I want to introduce you to Frida Fertility. Frida Fertility is the only one-stop shop that makes it easier to make a baby with a set of solutions for everything from egg and sperm health to ovulation tracking to conception aid. And basically what Frida is doing is simplifying the journey to parenthood with products that help you go from trying to making a baby. And their products are innovative, easy to use, accessible, from ovulation prediction to at-home insemination kits, 
They're kind of revolutionizing the conception aid game with the at-home insemination kit, which is almost, you can think of it as like a modern effective solution to the turkey baster. This is baby making simplified. Find free to fertility on Amazon, Target, and select CVS near you.